Hallo, wie heißt du? Das ich, ha <laughs> ich habe Scott. Ich habe Ben. <laughs> Alright, that's the end of the German speaking. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of This is a Review. As always, I'm your host, Scott, and also as always, I'm joined by... It's your boy, Ben. Ben. Ben, how are you doing today? Oh, it's a day. It's nice and bright and sunny. It's a Friday. Yes, it is. And a perfect day to go sit inside a movie theater. Uh, so we just went and saw Jojo Rabbit, the latest uh, film by Taika Waititi, the genius behind What We Do in the Shadows, uh, Hunt for the Wilder People, and of course, Thor Ragnarok. So uh, what you have here is the story of young Jojo Betzler, uh, a 10-year-old German boy who fantasizes of being the number one guard in Hitler's army. And so young Jojo goes off to uh, basically a Hitler youth camp, and uh, that is where the movie kind of takes off. So, Ben, what did you think about Jojo Rabbit? Uh, Jojo Rabbit, I know that there's a review that said this line, but like this organically also popped in my head while I was watching it. Like, this really shouldn't work as well as it does. Like, <clears throat> it, it, like insofar as... It shouldn't be able to balance as many different things as it does, like from being a cute kid movie to being like a satire of the Nazi boy club and all this to being mm. like making the pivot into being like a legitimately kind of dark, like downfall of Germany, almost like the movie Downfall, where like that right. meme from Hitler is from kind of capturing that <laughs> element. It shouldn't be able to do all of these things as much and as well as it does, but it consistently does. It's really kind of spectacular, actually. Yeah, this really is uh, really props to the director and writer and star of this movie, Taika Waititi, yep. which I mean, I've praised him on the show before, I'm sure. And he's one of my favorites right now. I mean, I've loved him forever. He he really started off doing stuff like he was a big involved with the Fly the Concords back in the day. And he's always just had his fingers in really good projects, except for Green Lantern, and <laughs> which he's the quirky friend in Green Lantern. Go back and check that out. Um, but yeah, this movie manages to balance the. It's really funny. It's like genuinely hilarious, but it's also like very depressing and sad and like dark. And it really kind of manages to ping pong between those. And he does that really well in Hunt for the Wilder People as well. Uh -huh. um, so it's not a surprise that he was able to do that again here. But this one, it's a lot more. Uh, I mean, he plays Hitler in the movie. Like he is just playing Hitler. Like he's imaginary Hitler, but he's still playing Hitler. And it's played for a laugh, and it's great. <laughs> yeah, know? no, he's like, like this whimsical, like imaginary friend, but still like kind of like reinforcing the propaganda with JoJo, and you, it's it really kind of works. I thought it was gonna maybe even in the beginning, like once the movie started, I thought it was gonna be kind of a gimmick, but it actually functions in the story, you know, way more. It's way more interwoven than you would think. Like, oh, it's just kind of like a funny side character gimmick but he's actually what's well, his inner monologue has a production yeah it's, yeah it's jojo's inner voice that's trying to to tell him to be who he isn't it's that voice that's mm -hmm. saying to be stronger jojo's a very innocent very sweet young boy but yeah. he's wrapped up in the fanaticism of the time which is i think that's a big point of this movie is to show that a lot of these people were just 
swept up in what was going on. And you can look at a lot of things today where people are swept up in certain waves and not just one or the other one that you might be thinking of, but um, anything that really is blind fanaticism. I think this goes a long way of showing like he was caught at a young age and he doesn't really understand like he's repeating all these things that go along with being a quote unquote Nazi. At one point he says, I'm a huge fan of swastikas. Of course I'm a Nazi. You know what I mean? And it's like very kid logic as we talk about a lot on the show of like, Mm. he's repeating it, but he doesn't really understand the weight or consequences of what he's saying. Yeah. And that does come into play in the movie as it goes along, because and this isn't a major spoiler. uh, Very early on, we find out that, there is, in fact, a young Jewish girl being hidden in JoJo's house. And so that's kind of the main crux of the movie is him dealing with getting to know this person who he thinks is a monster. But he, as an innocent boy, can't help but let his, uh, his uh, what do you want? His, like, these barriers that he's yeah, creating. His guard's down. He's, like, just connecting with another person. You know, right. Which he hasn't had. He's not jaded enough to like just think like she's just lying to him or whatever. He just mm-hmm. genuine. I mean, he does think that, but then he just genuinely likes this girl. Yeah. Which is like the really cute part of this movie. I think. He gets over it and, and it avoids the trappings, too, of being like, a, are you familiar with like the boy with the striped pajamas? Sure. So uh, this definitely could have fallen into that trap, but it does not. It, you know, it's not like this dour tragedy where like that's the only way you can tell this story and see like yeah people can relate and like you know you're not that much different like it takes a way more interesting kind of angle where it's like there is kind of a tension because they're in the wartime and he's not like it's not so on the nose it's a little more he's kind of working things out too it's pretty well i think that's a big part of this movie is for one and i i mentioned in one of our reviews that i went and saw a q and a i I watched this movie a few weeks ago with the q and a with taika watiti Mm -hmm. and that was one of the big things that he was talking about was that he wanted to create a movie and that's what i appreciate about this he wanted to create a movie where it's dealing with nazi germany but it's showing it for what it not necessarily really was, because this is obviously farcical and very funny in a lot of ways, but trying to show that it wasn't just this sad sepia tone, like black and white film all the time. Like this was a real country and it was bright and vibrant and colorful. And the German people were like very artistic. And there was a lot of, you know, they had a culture going on. It wasn't just, this even when the Nazis kind of took over, there was still that element mm-hmm. at play, and that was kind of the contrast with the horrors of what was going on. And it's like he kind of wanted to show that, yeah, there's still people going about their regular lives, yeah, while this is going on, and that's kind of adds to the horror of the situation when you know that, like, a some people are just kind of going about their day, but then other people are also like being brainwashed by this because it is almost just like regular operations. And then mm-hmm. as it gets darker and darker in the movie, you start to see that kind of taking over mm-hmm. more and more. And he allows it to, um, number one, I think, you know, he took a lot of notes from how Tarantino kind of portrayed occupied France, you know, sure. during glorious bastards, kind of the same deal. It, like people still had lives and they still were, you know, had culture and it was, you know, still like, 
regular operations to but a there's degree. this underlying threat of like exactly. the gestapo coming in and so exactly. when this stuff starts happening it does like suddenly like 180 into a very different tone and you mm-hmm. f- start to feel nervous because and once again with that contrast with the light and the funny stuff it actually makes it more effective yeah um which is great i mean when stuff really starts to happen and we won't really say some of the stuff that does you really i mean my god <laughs> You're a monster. There's one scene in particular, if you don't cry during the scene, you're a monster. Like, it's impossible to not break down and, and tear up a little bit because it is just so effective. Um, and that kind of goes back to the performances themselves. I mean, you've got Scarlett Johansson, who plays JoJo's mom, who is excellent. I would say arguably career best for her. Yeah. This might be one of the best, perf- at least in recent years. This easily is her best performance. For I don't sure. know about ever, but like recently, this is bar none one of the best things she's done. Because uh, she's really balancing um, trying to be a loving mother to this Nazi kid, but also trying not to like let him completely be corrupted but she's also afraid of what he could do so there's a lot of it's a very intricate performance she's almost walking on eggshells Mm -hmm. sam rockwell who's in this movie is absolutely incredible uh he gives a very underrated subtle performance where like he kind of just seems like he's yucking it up for a while a lot of these characters seem like they're almost one note jokes but by the time you get to the end you really start to realize and having seen this two times now especially his performance yeah. does carry that weight even from the beginning where it seems like he's almost disgusted with what's going on yeah and there's this element that like him and Alfie Allen are probably gay and you're like well a gay nazi how does that work out well it's like yeah a lot of these people got swept up in the situation and that's all they could do to survive and when you watch his performance that's what it it seems like he doesn't want to be there and as it goes along you kind of see the more sympathetic holes start to poke in his character and by the Mm -hmm. end you really feel really bad for him yeah yeah no it's uh it's pretty tremendous and yeah it's sort of hard because you don't want to spoil it right because like it really does the the way things progress and kind of build and pay off is really really it's exceptional, you know, like how you kind of go from like a goofy comedy where it's kind of like, like you said, yucking it up. It is kind of light, almost uh, the you first said act Wes is Wes Anderson-esque almost. The first act is Wes Anderson's Moonrise Nazi Kingdom. Like, yeah, like just straight. But it's like a lot more like it's less quirky and more like purposeful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I like Wes Anderson movies, but I think they they revel in the quirkiness too much where I feel like this movie has a lot of those elements, but they're building blocks toward they're just there to enhance what's actually a great story. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And like the style, you know, uh, what's great about Taika is like, he has this like goofy kind of offbeatness, but like he's, and he's so like comedy focused. Like, I mean, it's, you know, joke a minute, you know, it's almost like, like the Simpsons or something like that, where it's yeah. just like just banter. Everything's just kind of popping off. And, but he also has like a really cool, like cinematic eye. And he, when it's the time comes to like be a little more, you know, to increase the scope and scale, like he handles it so effectively. Um, that really kind of takes you along, like through like into the second and third, you kind of see the, you know, the 
collapse of society in like a really yeah. effective way. Well, and that's the great thing. The, the two great things about this movie are you have the city of Germany itself, which goes from being bright and vibrant and kind of ignoring what's going on to by the end, it's completely the war has taken over and it's an apocalypse. And so you, you kind of do have this really nice transformation that's naturally occurring throughout the movie. But it also is kind of in the background when it finally gets to that point. It's like, oh, my God, like how far we've come. And you're kind of once again, like with ha- how this happens with this blind fanaticism, you kind of get swept up in the revolution or whatever the case. And by the time it's at its worst and there are women and children and old people firing machine guns and stuff and running into battle, it's like, oh, my God, this is horrifying. Yeah. And how did we get to this point? But you've, you've been seeing the building blocks throughout the whole movie, which is what's great about it. Mm-hmm. Is it's, it surprises you, but then it's done the work to get there. Um, and then the other great example of that is Taika Waititi himself as Hitler, who throughout the movie is, you know, he as we mentioned, he's kind of the inner monologue or the kind of what what Jojo is kind of fighting against in himself, who he wants to be versus who he is. Right. Mm. And Taika's portrayal of Hitler is mostly pretty silly, but then every now and then you get a little hint at like real Adolf Hitler and he's like angry and fire and brimstone and all this stuff. And it's like, it really, by the end of the movie, when you get his full on like going nuts, it's like, wow, okay, this is, I get it. Like, it's not a joke. Like, he, he does a good job of kind of playing it of those two different ways. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, like that just speaks to just the larger theme of it being just incredibly deftly handled from, you know, there's a lot of craft here just between the performances working as well as they do. And like, even like the production design is really neat. Like they do kind of, it's got that feel, a really good period piece. There's a lot of like, you know, attention to detail with like the propaganda, you know, hanging right. around. They do a great job of kind of realizing this world. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, it's just pulled off. And then like the tone and like the, the direction of the story, the pacing, you know, it's tight. It's under an hour 50. Right. And it just kind of blazes along. And it's just a great, uh, it's effective as like a comedy and a satire, but also as like a straight up story. Like you actually care about the characters and you care about Jojo and the drama of it all, like of these people in this, you know, slice of this really kind of yeah. tumultuous, horrible time in history. Like it's absolutely it's f- fantastic. And I mean, this was based on a book. Uh, once again, he mentioned this in the Q and a, that this was based on a book. I'm blanking on the name, but, uh, he said that it's not a funny book. It's a serious, like it's a serious book. And basically <clears throat> he added an imaginary Hitler and jokes and that's how you get this movie so yeah it's basically kind of that idea of like a guy that's comedy focused taking a real story and not just making it a comedy but like truly adapting it but with his own style and that's how you really get this kind of nice mix of the two Mm -hmm. because the heart and the real depth of the story was already there and he was able to kind of add his own you know life to it um, so yeah, I really, the, upon a second viewing, I really dug this and I think that's a good place to take us to final thoughts. So Ben, final thoughts on Jojo rabbit. I think the key of what you said there before is the heart because in every single, you know, thing, you know, even Thor Ragnarok, there's a lot of like Taika is like an emotional storyteller. Like he's all about, you know, caring about characters and relationships and especially like father, son, that type of stuff. 
And that's what was so key of like making this movie work is like the heart that he's able to inject even in this like subject matter and a satire. You know, typically you think it'd be like cold and, you know, kind of like gimmicky, even with like the Hitler stuff. But it's it's really not. And it's really just exceptionally well done. Um, I don't have too much for to say beyond that. Like behind this is like probably one of my favorites of the year. Um, Taika in all with all of his powers, he starred, wrote acted um directed produced it like this is him top to bottom and it's pretty much flawless um i'd give it a nine uh nine uh cardboard robot scrap collecting uh costumes uh, out of ten uh definitely yeah. my top five of the year i think yeah i mean i don't have much else i can really say about this i think like this is a I do think this is a flawless movie. Like as I've been sitting here rewatching it and trying to think of anything that's wrong with it, I can't. I think this is a pretty much perfect execution of what he wanted to do with this movie, and it manages to hit every note you could have in a movie. It has these very high highs. The lows are very low. You really get to that pit of your the despair of your soul. And I think, you know, I laughed, I cried, I I was invested in what's going on, the part when the Gestapo come in, you're on the edge of your seat, even though it's also funny. I mean, I don't understand how he's able to juggle all these pieces so deftly, but I, I think it's really something that everyone needs to see. It has a great message at the end of the day, mm-hmm. so I don't know what else there is that you could want from a movie. Uh, so, yeah, nothing else to say. I would give this, honestly, it's a 10 out of 10. This is 10 uh, uh, German grenades out of 10 because... I was I was at a nine, and then I was as we've been talking about it. I'm like, no, this is. Yeah. I don't have anything like this is perfect. So um, yeah, I can't wait to see what Taika does next. That goes without saying. I can't wait to rewatch this on home video. And if you haven't seen this yet, go check out Jojo Rabbit because it's spectacular. Um, on that note, uh, that's been our review of Jojo Rabbits. Hope you, if you haven't seen it yet, go check it out. It's at AMC now, so no excuse. Um, I don't know what our next review is. Possibly Parasite. Yeah, possibly um, Parasite. I know um, uh, Honey Boy is coming out. I want to check that out. Yep. Uh, there's other movies on the horizon that uh, I'm sure we're going to see. The um, the Tom Hanks, Mr. Rogers movie isn't yep. too far away. Uh, Frozen oh. 2. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll see about that. Um, yeah, so, that, yeah. That's not high on the list. A couple no. of movies to look forward to. <laughs> but uh, until then, as always, I'm Scott. I'm Ben. And this has been a review. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.